Welcome to morning prayer at St Thomas's Church, Fair Oak. Just wait a moment or two till we allow others to join in. You're very welcome if you come for the first time, or whether this is your 31st time, or whether um, you've come by mistake, you're expecting something else. But this is St Thomas's Morning Prayer. My name is Bruce. I'm a licensed lay minister here at St Thomas's, and we'll be starting our morning prayer in just a moment. Welcome to everybody. Mary, great to see Kat, Wendy, Deirdre. Oh, lots of lovely names. Thank you, Fran. It's great to share in worship of our God this morning. I am using a Worship at Home booklet uh, that St Tom's uh, gave out some, some weeks ago, months ago even, which is based uh, on worship from common worship. But I will be deviating uh, just a little bit. So as we come, let us be still, let us know that God is God. We are welcome into his presence. His arms are open wide to embrace us, to hold us, to hug us, not even virtually. Our God is a loving father. We read in the Old Testament, the Lord is good. A strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. Do join in the open sentences if you are able. As we say, the, I say, O oh Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Should be mouths, shouldn't it? Hmm. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind as we pause to reflect and offer this day to God. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Amen. Welcome to those who are joining us, Sean and Kate and Sarah and Ruth and Stuart and others. Bless you. I'm going to read uh, from uh, a book of poems by Gerard Kelly, which is this poem that I think is based on Psalm 23 and it's called 23 Not Out. It goes like this. God is my home help, my companion, my full-time carer, all that I need that I can't provide, he brings to me. Like a guide dog, a route map, a satellite light guidance system, he gets me to where I need to be. Like a herdsman, a shepherd, a cowboy, a game park warden, he sees to it that I reach good grazing. 
He has a nose for the freshest water, an eye for the greenest grass. He's the headmaster I want to spend time with, the constable whose company I don't fear. He watches my back, keeps me covered, keeps me free to be me. When the things I most dread press in on me, when death and debt and sickness fall like shadows across my path, he lets me know he's there. A pinch in the darkness, a poke in the ribs, a whisper in my ear, a slap in the face of fear, and I press on until shadow gives way to sunshine. My goodness, I'm being followed, mercy me, I'm being tailed, and stalker and all, I intend to live this way forever. That was a reading from a book called Spoken Worship by Gerard Kelly, based, I think, loosely on Psalm 23. How good it is to know that God has our back. Our New Testament reading is taken from Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 22. That's Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 22. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat or what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything you need. That passage is full of imagery, full of interesting insights. Do share your insights as I'm going to read another poem in a moment 
not going to say much about the passage itself, although I'm conscious we're coming to the end of the Mental Health Awareness Week. And some of you may have some thoughts around that. And it's fascinating, isn't it, that Jesus is asking us, he's telling us not to worry about small things. So feel free to comment, feel free to join in as I ring, read another poem. Rather like this book um, by Gerard uh, Kelly um, called Spoken Worship. And this one's called This Grace. And as I read it, um, I'd love you to bring your comments. Just got to say good morning to my daughter, who's uh, beaming in all the way from Parkgate. So do share thoughts if you have any. That would be lovely. Uh, this Grace by Gerard Kelly. This grace we have been given is enough. When the mountains set before us won't move by faith until by faith we start to climb, it is enough. When our cry for heaven's miracles rings hollow like a doorbell howling through an empty house, it is enough. When from our waiting rooms of weakness we say yes to pressing on, grace is enough. When we have reached the end of our energies and faced the end of ourselves, but can't yet see the end of our task, it is enough. Enough to know that you have loved us. Enough that we are called before all time. Enough that every fingerprint is valued. Enough that you remember every name. So, we will embrace this grace and turn our hearts to face grace. Loosening the locks on our personal space will make each home a place of grace. We'll drink from your wells till we're wasted on grace. We'll speak out your words till our tongues taste of grace. And we'll live to love your laws until our lives are laced with grace. Down dark and dingy alleys, we will chase grace. We will hold as something precious every trace of grace. We will celebrate and consecrate this grace because this grace we have been given is enough. Yes, Ruth, indeed, my grace, Jesus says, is sufficient for you. And as we read that, as we read that scripture from Luke, Jesus asking us, telling us not to worry. As we have grace, as it were, in perspective, that can help us to know that some things are not worth worrying about. And yet we do sometimes. God understands that 
and he likes to embrace us and give us grace to face those things which concern and worry us. It's great to see some names that I don't know. You're very, very welcome this morning to morning prayer. We're going to actually pray now, bring to God our intercessions. I'm sorry I keep jigging. I can't help it. Uh, you're probably seeing up my nostrils. That's a terrible thing. But please bring um, your uh, petitions, your tra- uh, things that you'd like to pray about on the screen. I will mention some and not others uh, for no particular reason. And we'll uh, conclude our prayers with the prayer in our booklet beginning, Keep Us Good Lord. So let us turn to prayer, asking God for his grace to help us. I begin with a prayer about the whole COVID-19 outbreak. God of compassion, be close to those who are ill, afraid or in isolation. In their loneliness, be their consolation. In their anxiety, be their hope. In their darkness, be their light. Through him who suffered alone on the cross, but but reigns with you in glory. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I love the thought from Julie, whose son says that worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. It takes a lot of effort to move, but you get nowhere. How true is that? We pray for those, dear Father, who do feel isolated, that they might know your consolation, that they might reach out and just tell someone. Help us, Lord, to forget about um, ourselves in terms of our reputation or what people might say, but to reach out anyway. We pray for those Heavenly Father, in the Karachi air disaster, pray for your help and healing for those who are injured, for those families who have lost loved ones, pray your peace and your comfort. For those who are uh, emergency uh, firefighters and rescuers, Lord, meet with them, we pray. We continue to pray, Father, for those on the front line, for all care workers, for bin men, for bin women, for those who are working in the NHS, for teachers having to think about um, children coming into schools next week, maybe for the first time in a while. Give them, Lord, all the wisdom and patience they need. Keep them all safe, Lord, we pray. Pray for those who are unemployed, Lord. 
Maybe we know someone who's just lost a job. Will you be their comfort? May they reach out and find help from us and from you, Lord. Will you come especially close to those for whom stress, anxiety and worry are very real, perhaps every moment, every day occurrences. Bring your peace and your healing, Lord, we pray. And for those who um, are, as, uh, as Leslie says, uh, receiving bad news of worrying diagnoses, bring them all that they need, Lord, we pray. And we pray for our government, Lord, that you give them wisdom. Lord, we don't always agree with what they're saying. But Lord, they're, they're our leaders and we want them to be wise. We want them to lead, lead with, um, with great understanding. Father, help them nationally, locally. Bless them, Lord, in all that they do, we pray. So may we join together in the prayer, beginning, keep us good, Lord. Keep us good, Lord, under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful and lift up all who are brought low, that we may rejoice in your comfort knowing that nothing can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. May we say together the words of the Lord's Prayer in whatever version, whatever language we are most comfortable with. I'll be saying the one that starts, oh, our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Do keep your prayers coming. I may not have read them all. I apologise for that. But God hears the very whispers of our heart and certainly sees the prayers offered here. As we conclude our service of, of morning prayer, we say the words, the Lord bless us and keep us. Lord, preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. So thank you for joining me and, and others this morning for morning prayer. Do continue to um, 
offer your prayers, your comments as we come to a close. I'll keep the screen going and my lovely face for a few more moments. May you enjoy uh, this day and indeed the long, hopefully, bank holiday weekend. God bless you all.